All right, guys, I've come to the conclusion that this podcast is a little too inflated. I got the Infinity Gauntlet here and I need to I need to do some damage. Uh, so I'm kicking one of you guys off. You make your case right now or else you're all going. Hey, whoa, whoa. hey, 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 calm down, man. I've, all I'm saying is if I'm gone, I don't know who you're going to have to complain about Overwatch loot boxes anymore. I mean, it's it's a real oh, wow. problem. The people the people need to know they deserve it. Well, it because <laughs> <laughs> like professionalism and all. <clears throat> and you know the the crippling cancer is not an issue either. <laughs> yeah, it could it could be literally both of those guys. Nobody is as dumb as me here, and you need a dumb fucking person uh, here mm-hmm. to help dumb people understand your podcast. <laughs> I feel like I could give you a run for your money, dude. Mm, I don't know, man. All right, fine. Yeah, just take those guys because who else are you gonna have? Get wildly excited about stupid ass RPGs all fucking hour long. Matt's the only smart one here. I'm I'm honestly kind of <laughs> ruining this because realistically, Matt's the only person that you have to keep. I mean, I think Trace is making a pretty strong case. We should probably get rid of him. All right, all right, all right, all right. Well, Vault convinced me. You gotta say goodbye to Jack. <laughs> Welcome to Game Quest. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. Yeah, yeah is this the... Oh, have we officially fired Jack now? Is that what that means? You know, we just got to make it canonical. Like, I, the viewers I really want to get... I want to get an audio clip of Jack being like, Mr. Helsley, I don't feel so good. I don't feel so good. <laughs> I'll send him a message. I'll see what he can do. I'll Thanks. call him and I'll just record it. Uh, let's go, everybody. It's Game Quest. Hey, we took a week off. Hey. Surprise. Uh, we're well rested now, Nothing though. happened. Nothing I happened. don't know if that that's true. No, really, nothing happened, and there was no news, and we just had to watch Endgame and Game of Thrones, and yeah, just, yeah, just, all of us watched Endgame. You know, yeah, all of us did. So here we're gonna spoil it right now. All um, of all of the movie theater employees hey. in the one hundred percent of the movie theater employees in this podcast have you know seen the movie and know how it ends. And yeah, absolutely. You know. So wasn't it fucking crazy when Modok showed up and I was just creaming Dude, all over the place? It was. Nuts. I was pretty stoked about She Hulk. That was cool. That was pretty nuts, man. I didn't see that coming at all. And then Word. and then when they like showed you, they recapped the old movies, and you're like, she was there the whole time. Fuck. Anyway, that's not what happens. Uh, spoilers, that is not what happens in Endgame. Yeah, what uh, happens is that fucking Ant-Man goes up Thanos' ass and just expands. Like, they must have reshot it or something. I mean, fuck. Yeah, it was, that was impressive. I thought that was going to be what happened in uh, Game of Thrones, but not at all. <laughs> turns out they were dead the whole time so it's fucking strange uh let's not talk about that right now or do we want to we want to say i don't know on this shit like what we, we don't just... spoil anything we're not gonna spoil anything but do we want to say like I give think, a thumbs up here thumbs down? i think that we should just wait until the end at this point we did one it was cool let everybody watch that shit when they watch it no no i'm not like in the we're, 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 no, we're gonna do okay. a different thing no, no, yeah, no. Okay. You don't have to be there for that if you don't want to. But we're not going to spoil anything right now. I just want to talk about my experience with Endgame. And it involves the person that sat two seats to my left. Oh, God. There's always one, dude. At least. Dude, he wouldn't shut the fuck up. I had a lady putting her feet on my fucking seat. Okay. Uh, like. Cthunk. Animals. Cthunk. I, like, I can, what the fuck? At, at some point, I can kind of deal with that, right? Like, at least in our theater where there's these super comfy fucking. Com- 
recliners and you have no chance of even being bothered by any of that. The dude two seats over just wouldn't shut the fuck up. He felt the need to not only laugh louder than the scene in front of him, he had to make just the most unrelated comments about how like he liked Captain America's shirt or he wanted to buy the house (laughs) on the screen. How fucking annoying. Just shit like that, dude. I was going to fucking knock this dude out. I've never been so mad in my life, right? Yeah, yeah. But for sure, I'm, I'm a pacifist. So you know what? I wasn't going to start some shit with this dude. I was like, maybe he'll get it. Maybe his wife is going to say something. Maybe the people next to him are going to say something. No, none of that happened. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I got to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go get a Jacob to resolve this situation because Jacob <laughs> <the> fucks up. <laughs> so I, I talked to the, the manager, assistant manager. I don't remember what her role is, but she's like, yeah, I'll have somebody do sweeps in 15 minutes. We got to catch him in the act, but totally. I'll have somebody go in there within two seconds of her entering the theater, she fucking caught the dude. Like he was just <laughs> spouting off some bullshit. And she's like, you know, sir, please like stop talking. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, wow, I can't believe She-Hulk's here. <laughs> That's exactly it. And yeah. She-Hulk wasn't there. So again, just completely off topic. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But so that happened and I was like, okay, this goes one of two ways. Like they come back in 15 minutes, he doesn't shut up, they kick him out or he shuts up. Neither of those two things happened. He kept talking. <laughs> Kept laughing and very loudly. Came back. Sits Nobody next came back. to you and he's all, hey, you're a little snitch and I fucking know it. <laughs> <Money> <laughs> that would have set off some shit. But no, oh. so, so none of that happened. Only he kept doing the exact same thing he was doing before, only audibly and louder than his comment said, oh, I'm sorry, oh. I'm not supposed to talk. Or I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to laugh. And he just kept saying that after every fucking oh. thing he said. God. Oh, that's, I'm so that's also why I haven't seen it yet, because I wasn't going to pay to watch it in a theater full of assholes that weren't going to shut up the whole time. I'm, I'm <laughs> watching it tonight in a theater with like, my coworkers that I can tell to shut the fuck up Sick. and they're not going <laughs> to punch me in the face. That's awesome. Yeah, I got lucky. Totally quiet crowd. It was awesome. To be fair, when I bought the tickets, there were four other people in the theater. That was oh, not the really? Case. That was not the case when the showing happened. Yeah, ours was full as hell, but it was a loud theater, but it was a good loud. Like, they cheered when it was time to cheer and shit like that. There was no unnecessary like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah. The th- see, here's the thing. I have a problem where, like, I don't turn around to tell the lady to stop kicking my seat because I usually have like one courteous comment where I can turn around and be like, um, Hey ma'am, I'm sorry. Could you please stop kicking the seat? And then if they were to say anything like, no, or they did it again after that, I'd have to turn around and get like really upset. And I try to avoid that. So instead I just dealt with it the whole time. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of turning around and being like, listen, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Listen, out of so anyway oh, uh, the whole movie was bad. ruined for Sorry. me and uh i feel like i need to watch it yeah. again <laughs> anyway that sucks <laughs> fuck that but it was good i liked it we'll talk about that more later some other time yeah everyone agreeing with that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good cool that's what yeah definitely a side quest side hey quest. talk about some shit i don't care about i have to get my coffee real quick professional okay, cool News. Lyle hates the news because it's all fake. Uh, We actually have some news now. It's actually less than I thought it was going to be, but it is some stuff, unlike last week. So let's start off with the PS2, I think. The PS2 era shooter uh, 13 is getting remastered for PS4 this year. Who's who's into that? I mean, I played it. That's the cel-shaded one, right? Yeah. I don't think I played that. 
how are they going to remaster? How do you remaster a cell shaded game? Just yeah, make the just, controls less shit. Is that what they're the doing? Controls because better, I assume. You make the you know the the fucking resolution higher. You know, it's probably not going to be too crazy. Shit. Probably what they did with um, like Borderlands, they just upscaled a little bit. It wasn't huge amounts. Oh, of... okay. Yeah, uh, I thought thirteen was cool as hell. It had like this comic book, like not even just cell yeah. shaded. It had like comic book panels and shit. Um, what do you call it when like the onomatopoeia shows up and it's like splat or whatever? You know, the Batman stuff. Mm-hmm. It had some of that shit. Uh, David Duchovny was the voice of the protagonist in that game. Like, it was fucking wild. I don't think I realized that. I could have sworn this was like a Suda51 game, which is why it was so weird, but it definitely was not. I must be getting that confused, but it was a cool shooter. I mean, it wasn't like Time Splitters, you know, GoldenEye style, but it was cool. It had cool style, and I would love to play that again. Yeah. For the right for the right price, of course. I'm not going to go pay out the ass for this thing, but... You mean you're not paying $250 for a 13 uh, gamepad? I'm trying to make fun of the Capcom thing, but I couldn't think of the words I wanted to use. I will pay $250 for a Capcom logo no matter what the fuck it does. <laughs> That's probably not true, but that thing looks sick, though. Sticker. Yeah, just a giant Capcom sticker I can just put on the side floor, of your house. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> the side of my car, yo. <laughs> right on the doors. I'll just cut it. It'll be sick. Uh, so that's happening. That's coming. Uh, a little more e- pre-E3 news there. Uh, pre-3. 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 That's what we call it, I guess. Uh, that's good. That's good. We should have uh, somebody copyright <laughs> that for us. Um, in the good news of the past couple weeks since we last spoke, um, I don't know if anyone's aware, but the Notre Dame was hit by a very surprise and devastating fire. Mm-hmm. In in the result of that, Ubisoft said they were going to donate like 500 million. Uh, they gave away Assassin's Creed Unity for free because it had it is set in uh, I'm blanking France. <laughs> set where the cathedrals at? Yeah, wherever the cathedrals <laughs> at. Uh, my brain doesn't work. But the the main point of this is that Assassin's Creed Unity got review bombed uh, in a positive way. People gave it reverse bombed. It got reverse bombed. <laughs> Like, that just made me think, like, we call it review bombing, and I guess it's technically a review bomb, but it's positive reviews. Yeah. Anyway, um, so because they gave gave that game away for free, and that game did not perform very well when it first came out, um, I thought it was surprising to see a bunch of people, like, jump on board and just be super positive about that, especially because that doesn't happen in the games industry whatsoever, so. Yeah. uh, I'm sure Steam is going to take them down because of their new, you know, off-topic review policy. I would assume, or else they're just going to be giant hypocrites about it. <laughs> but that was nice to see. That's all I really have to say about that. But Wait, did you say that Steam should take them down, otherwise they're liars? It is their policy to take them down, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, either they do, and they're just, you know, like, it sucks, I guess. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck are reviews for Assassin's Creed Unity doing right now, right? Like, Yeah, yeah. Who's going to be like, hmm, should I pick this game up three years later? <laughs> Let's check what the reviews say. Uh, Otherwise, you know, like I said, it is their policy that any off-topic reviews come down. So if they don't do it, that just makes them look a little fucking weird, right? Like, we only take down the negative reviews because we want our shit to sell. Yeah. Not that Valve is, you know, morally uh, centered, necessarily. But on the topic of Steam, we have one more thing here that I just fucking love for, like, the worst reasons. Uh, So I guess Tim Sweeney was out there talking about the Epic Game Store and its exclusive deals. And he said something to the effect of, I do not have the direct quote here, that Epic will back off of going after exclusives if Steam changes their revenue share to 88.12. Essentially, 
saying like, yo, we got the upper hand right now, but if you pay developers more, you can totally undo all of this, which is like great because I think Steam having this monopoly on PC games has been a problem for a long time, but also I don't think that Epic is in position to take this like moral high ground right now. Yeah. Yeah, because they like steal shit from everyone. (laughs) Well, yeah, that too. And like, because our next story... talks about all the crunch and bullshit that the Fortnite developers go through because they have to steal <laughs> shit so often and get it out immediately. Which yeah. kind of we all like knew that was happening. I just don't think anyone was like prepared to talk about that apparently because no one has. But I think it was Kotaku or no, it was Polygon. Uh yeah, Polygon wrote up a big, you know, exposé on all the fucking bullshit that goes off with the Fortnite yeah, developers. Yeah, I never really thought about that before actually. They're kind of they're just permanently in crunch, really. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to, yeah, have that that next big thing to keep the fucking tweens in there playing. Yeah, they, they set the standard. as they, they do. Flossing as they do while they're playing, yes. Welcome to the uncle segment of <laughs> These kids in there fucking flossing and fucking hey, dabbing. We're the cool uncles, okay? okay. We're the uncles you Get off my bad. lawn. <laughs> Bitch. That's what a cool uncle says. Uh, <laughs> they say bitch in the same yeah. vein. Like, um, whoever the fuck is doing the fucks the the Apex. I was like, uh... Apex. The the new one that just came out. Yeah, they came out like a little bit after that, and were like, we're gonna make sure you get content, but at a pace that's not gonna kill our developers. So yeah. Like, yeah. Little side swipe at them too. Yeah. So respawn did come out with like a yo bitch. Um, we appreciate that people want more of our game and we're working on it, but we're not going to kill our developers to do it for you. Do you guys Is know if the, uh, uncle, a cool uncle, <laughs> yo bitch, yo bitch, <laughs> come over here and smoke these cigarettes with me. <laughs> do you guys know if the, uh, if the platforms are taking the same cut out of microtransactions or are microtransactions no collected solely by the developer? I want to say that they're solely by the developer, but I could be wrong about that. I was going to say if they're taking a cut, well, I mean, if they, if the platforms are telling developers that they can keep all of their microtransaction money, that might be why we're we've seen a shift in pushing more microtransactions because they're actually losing more to the platforms. Well, I think it's less about that and And more about it just being a constant revenue stream. Yeah. Without right. microtransactions bonus would be, after um, the game's been bought, they're like, "Oh, we don't just get one deposit from one, you know, from one person." Yeah, it, it enables teams to have yeah. live team. There enables developers to have live teams that can continue working on the game because they do have revenue coming in repeatedly to fund development and things like that. Right, because I mean, after ten years, everyone's bought the game. You obviously can't keep paying yeah. that many people for ten years. <clears throat> yeah, so I think it's a little bit of both, and. Especially in like Fortnite's case, all of the V Bucks transactions on PC go through the Epic Store, so they're that'd their be really cool if they featured. You know? That'd be cool if they would feature like a microtransaction from like different staff members in games, and it would like that staff member was featured, and you could learn a little bit about them, and then they would get a bigger cut of that. I think yeah. that'd be cool. That'd be a cool I thing. Mean, that way, I mean, people would have their favorite their favorite staff members or uh, you know. Coders, programmers, programmers. I mean, <laughs> developers. Warframe does something similar to that, where they have people that sell their shit through Steam, like skins gotcha. and crap, and they yeah give them the credit for it and give them a cut of the uh, of the sale. So 
Yeah. Sorry, yeah, so my, I, was, I, I, uh, I was a little stoned and my mind wandered and I just started thinking about that. <laughs> would it be an episode of Game Quest if someone wasn't just fucking blazed out of their mind? <laughs> it would not. Guess not. Uh, there are definitely ways to, I think, retool that and make that like work. I don't know that... Because, I mean, if you had your like feature developer things, how many... Let's take Epic, for example. How many hundreds of people will work on Fortnite, like, overall? Right, and, and it would be and a big the, honor for getting your shit in the game. Well, yeah, it would be, selected. but like the people that are left off, how many hundreds of like, let's say it's a weekly thing. So, okay. Two years down the line, you might be featured. You might get this additional pay cut or, or uh, pay increase or, or bonus. But how many, like, are they going to feature the sound people? Are they going to feature, you know, the people who just made the rock assets? Like where, right. yeah. who gets shafted? There's, yeah, like somebody's going to get shafted. It's a small percentage of the staff that is working on, microtransactions and skins and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, so I think it's a good idea. I just don't, like, it would be tough, but... It would be unfair to the rest of the company. Yeah. Um, and then, so, as all of these conversations were going up about Crunch yet again, um, studios trying to unionize, which they absolutely should, someone mm-hmm. brought up a really good point. I don't remember who it was. I'm sure that it was some developer who's worked somewhere or something uh, talking about boycotts. So a lot of times, like when this sort of stuff happens, the people who actually care about the health and lives of developers are like, oh, I'm just going to boycott this game. That doesn't really help your cause because the the people up top always get paid first, the, mm-hmm. the people in charge. So a smaller revenue on a game only hurts the developers because they don't get that land that uh fall off or the whatever the fuck i'm trying to say they don't they don't get the residuals that are going to come in shit rolls downhill yeah but like money rolls downhill so people up top are always going to get theirs the less money that happens the less that goes downhill you know so um it's fucking weird like places just need to start unionizing like period the games industry i think is one of the only entertainment industries that doesn't have a union which is fucking wild (laughs) And I know that there's groups out there trying to get that put together, but it just, it needs to happen. Uh, if the last year or last fucking four or five months have taught us anything, I think that's pretty safe bet there. Okay. Let's get a political again for a second. Uh, <laughs> unions kind of have a tendency like union workers are kind of stereotyped as being lazier than the common folk, which isn't completely true, but also there are some people that get away with some shit through the union Mm-hmm. I hope that a union wouldn't compromise the the state of gaming and make it worse. Because, I mean, an, a union could have saved Anthem, and a union could have made Anthem even worse, possibly. I mean, I don't think accounting for that possibility is something that should factor into whether it should happen or not. Uh, I think you're right. Like, there are definitely going to be people who are going to take advantage of that and... I mean, I'm sure there's people that take advantage of, like, the work situation now. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I have to be here on the clock for fucking 80 hours a week. I'm just not going to do anything for half of it, you know? Um, right. But also, once you get burned out so much, your work suffers. Even if you do want it to be the best you possibly can do, at hour 80, you are not going to have the, like, quality output yeah. you had at the hour well is dry. 10. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. You're, like, thinking about home. You're thinking about your fucking wife you haven't seen in three months. You're like, all right, this, I just can't fucking bring myself to do this anymore. So it's, it's a double-edged sword and I I don't have an answer for it. I'm sure that there are people who are smarter than me who think they have the answer for it and they just might. So I would trust them to do it. But (coughs) at this point, the only thing we can do is like talk about it and be like, yo, crunch fucking sucks. You need to fix this shit. Yeah. Anyway, more bad news. (laughs) 
Uh, Anthem had a much delayed live stream where they, they usually come out on their Tuesdays <laughs> and they're like, yo, here's the shit we're working on. Here's all this. Here's our like developer talk. Like, come talk to us. Hang out. Anyway, it got delayed a few weeks. And when it finally aired, not only was it like kind of a shit show, but they also delayed fucking leaderboards, cataclysms, legendary missions, guilds, mastery system. Like they delayed pretty much everything that they'd been promising since the game launched. It's crazy, dude. Like people will forgive a delay as long as you can deliver, but to delay and delay and delay and then nothing ever comes of it. It's fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. And to have no actual, like, I, I don't trust that they're going to deliver all these promises. Like, sure. The promises are cool. Yeah. Especially given the fact that they just put out one of, like, when we talked about Anthem originally, one of the things I said would be, like, my most requested thing would be to change your loadout during the mission. And they put out an update where you can do that, only it broke fucking countless other things. Every time they do anything differently, that game breaks worse than it was before. And it's bad already. Like, or it was when I stopped playing it forever ago. I mean, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, how it could get worse, but it did. Well, did you guys see my message? It, it was something to the effect of uh, 99 horrible bugs in the game. <laughs> yeah. bugs, take one down, patch it around. 187 horrible <laughs> bugs in the game. <laughs> yeah, for sure, dude. That's exactly right. And it's just, it's like, like I feel for the developers here, like on, on topic of our last conversation, like I feel for them, but it is just so painfully obvious that they're in over their heads with this type of game, with this game in particular. Like I want, I want them to just shut it down. Like, I don't want Bioware to die. I know it's not the Bioware it's been for the past, you know, decade or whatever. The ones that made all the games that we actually care about. But uh, you never want to see a studio just die, no matter who's running Mm -hmm. it, no matter what they've done. Like, you never just want to see a studio die. And I feel like if they just keep going on this Anthem train, that's what's going to happen. I know they don't have, like, they're not at liberty to pull the plug themselves, but goddammit, they should try. Because it's just... I don't take take the hit like people are going to be fucking pissed off, but go back. Yeah, to but you I know mean, when you'll win I think, people back. I think that's the type of honesty that would be that would actually kind of feel genuine for once. Like they do these things where like, hey, guys, we're really sorry about all the bad things we've done. We're going to do some good things for you soon. <laughs> and then nothing happens. But then instead, maybe just be like, hey, we fucked up and we failed and can't fix that but yeah. we're we're gonna turn it around eventually you know like <laughs> maybe that would feel more genuine i guess take it yeah. offline and fix the damn thing and then relaunch it like yeah yeah, yeah. Other thing exactly done i've said five million yeah. times like there you could do that i don't even think you necessarily have to like because you need it it's an online game as bad as it is you need the players to be able to test these bugs for you so like i don't know dial down the like new production team get a bunch of bug fixers in there completely like redo the whole thing while keeping the game online and keeping the people who actually like playing it just be like yo two months no updates like sorry but that's how it has to be that way the people who paid the 60 bucks aren't going to get pissed off that their game is shut down and then you risk them just never coming back you just keep them in there say like hey it's it, we're working on it but it's going to take time and and maybe something like that would help them but they'll never do that sad as that is word anyway i think that's all the bad news Uh, (laughs) actually this last one's kind of unfortunate um respawn was out there talking about apex and everything and future titanfall games have been delayed because of apex and its popularity and its opportunity there so i always thought like when they 
I don't remember who it was, whether it was Vince or somebody else said that like new Titanfall was in the works and we were going to see something this year. I thought that that was kind of not going to happen. And now it seems like yeah. it's definitely not going to happen. So that's a little unfortunate, but nothing like heartbreaking. They didn't like reveal this badass game and then pull the plug on it. So eh, is what it is. It makes it sound like there's several projects and they're waiting to see which one will actually stick so they can yeah. go full on on it kind of deal. And they're giving it time to, they have this luxury now. They have Apex. They have uh, a stream of money coming in from the microtransactions of Apex. They can give the next Titanfall a little room to breathe. They can work on it. And I also have to wonder if this is like EA being like, okay, we cannot release things. We, we've hit the fucking breaking point. We can't release things too early now. We, we've just fucked ourselves too many times. Until it rolls back around and then they just don't care anymore. So we'll, we'll, see, we'll see how long this phase of EA lasts this time. Oh, well, yeah. one also it, has the new Star Wars coming out this year too. So I'm yes. sure they're in crunch mode on that. Yeah. This looks good. I know we talked about that, but that looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, last thing I have in here, I feel like I'm missing something, but the last thing I have is that Jordan Peele's Twilight Zone has been renewed for season two. Woo! Oh, sweet. Am I still the only one who's watched this? Yes. Probably. Is it Fuck, over yet? It's so good. Yep. It's not over, but it's so good. Once it's over, I'm going to bench the shit out of it. (laughs) The last episode, I didn't like as much, but it was still a wild, still wild ride. Yeah. Uh, But I think that's our news. I I didn't pull anything else. There were like other small things in there, but meh, nothing that impacts our world. Avengers makes a shitload of money. That's like the biggest news so far. (laughs) Yeah. What? 1.2 billion or something like that. Yeah. Records that will probably never be broken. No, I was, I was thinking that this week at work, like, I can't think of another big release this year. Like this and Star Wars are the only things that are gonna like really slam us. But I can't even think of something during the summer that's like a big, big release like these are. I don't even think Star Wars is gonna come close anytime soon to what this did. Yeah, like, it blew fucking Force Awakens out of the water. That's how much money it fucking made. Yeah, I think too many people feel burned by Star Wars. You know whether that's whether you agree with that or not. Um, it's just not the phenomenon that it was or yeah. could be and mm-hmm. i can't think of a movie event in in my i can't even imagine a movie event short of like a marvel versus dc thing that would fucking dethrone endgame you know yeah yeah so we normally do, from the dead i don't fucking know we normally have an attendance of on like a saturday maybe like four four thousand uh that's on like a kind of busy weekend on saturday when i left work at six uh, PM, we had done 10,000 people so far the entire day. Just at my theater. Damn. It was insane. Did you also have Avengers playing on like every screen? Essentially, we've got 20 auditoriums and it was on at least half of them. I want to say Friday, our local theater had ev- like had no other movies. Every showing on every screen was Avengers. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. makes sense. It's what's going to make the most money. Yeah. Uh, looking at the summer stuff uh if anything comes even halfway fucking close it's going to be another disney property they have a movie a month they have aladdin they have toy story they have uh spider-man yeah lion king also so and none of those seem like fucking summer (laughs) blow the doors off situations as much as you know those are beloved movies and franchises and things nothing seems like it's going to be huge so Mm -hmm. Uh, so i'm excited to see it in like an hour i don't even know what time it is yeah, Should I leave? We need to get you the hell out of here. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. See, it's your call. You get to the front of the line, right? You you work there. Put on your uniform yeah. and just walk into the theater. Like, fucking whatever. Walk behind the counter. Get yourself some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It's a foolproof plan. All right. Well, that's news. 
let's move into the other shit because we actually got some stuff this time. Uh, who wants to start? Yeah, I'll start. <laughs> I yeah, I was giving <laughs> someone else the opportunity. I know Trace watched something we should talk about, but I'll start real quick because I yes. probably <laughs> I probably played the most games out of us. So I'll brag um, about it. Just saying. <laughs> it's just what I do. Uh, so first things first, I played World War Z, which is, Ooh. I'm just going to say up front, a lot fucking better than it should have been. Um, a game in 2019 based on a movie from 2013, based on a book from, Wait, I don't even remember. Wait, it's based on the movie? I mean, more than That's the movie's based on the book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was like 2013. Holy shit, I thought that was like a couple years ago. No. Uh, mm-mm. Uh, I'm just going to double check to make sure that it was, in fact, 2013. Um, moment as it was, I talk about, it was 2013, yes. Um, so anyway, it's it's a third person left for dead. Like, let's just call it what it is. Differences are... I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, it makes some nice tweaks to that formula in a way that I hope that Turtle Rock's next game does. It takes some of those, like, defense building aspects of like tower defense we're like oh i'm gonna put up this fucking turret here or this barbed wire or whatever mm-hmm. for these situations where they mob you uh they definitely have the giant mobs which is like the thing world war z is known for where they're climbing on each other and essentially mm-hmm. looking like white walkers in game of thrones um or whites or whatever oh, the hell they are. yeah more oh more of a wave than a a horde yeah like and, a literal wave it's it's kind of funny because the animation is kind of bad, so it is like legit just a wave of them like kind of sliding <laughs> at points and stuff. Um, <laughs> but it's cool, like flailing their ragdoll arms. Exactly, exactly. But it is kind of impressive that they got this many like actual zombies to operate in this sort of natural way, and I think that's really yeah. cool. Uh, it does have a lot of it's like class based. So there are like some different, you know, aspects to the different characters and things like that. There's also just a shitload of different weapons, which is something that Left 4 Dead was not known for. Like there were a few different ones and they all were kind of the same. Um, But it definitely has like the special infected, you know, it has pretty much everything you expect, except uh, there's no tank. There's no tank equivalent, but they have like Mm -hmm. the charger. They have the one that yells. They have the one that grabs you. You know, they have all that sort of stuff. So the the stuff you expect to be there is there. Um, Yeah, I don't I haven't run into a witch type. One that if you like startle it and it fucking freaks out. Uh, unless mm. that's just like, was there a different screamer? No, there wasn't, right? Like one that drew zombies in Left 4 Dead. I also haven't played that in like fucking 15 years. Okay. So, um, so <laughs> there might be a witch equivalent. It doesn't work the same way in that you startle it and it's hard to kill. Um, oh, she just mobs you, right? Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, yeah but she does, like, she does like crazy damage. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything that's particularly like that. There's the one that screams and draws more zombies to you. That that much I know. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. It's it's cool. Like, it's cooler than I thought it should be. I totally got it and was like, yeah, I might put this down in like five minutes. You know, zombie fatigue, all that other shit combined with mm-hmm. the fact that fucking World War Z game in 2019. Uh, no yeah. Brad Pitt. <laughs> Brad Pitt does not make an appearance. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I don't know. It's it's kind of cool. It's 40 bucks. So it's like a little bit of a little bit of a budget title. And it takes you to like five locations. So it's like a Tokyo and like an LA or some shit. Um, And they're pretty varied. Like they look cool and they they look different. And it's kind of fun to see those places and to watch giant hordes of zombies run through them. So, yeah, I know it's fun in co-op. That much is certain. You know, if you need like a kind of chill out co-op game that you don't need to take too seriously, like, you know, the the inverse of the division, let's say, where, you know, you're constantly grinding for gear um mm-hmm. it's it's good for that so yeah Sweet. i also played another zombie game sorry two zombie not, games in a week 
not zombie get their freakers okay let's oh, get it fucking right excuse me um, <laughs> i've been playing days gone and first impressions on days gone let's say that it there used to be a better game here i think um i read this thing really? about how they took uh choices out of the game so like things that you can make choices and like affect the story essentially um, and i was like oh that's interesting i can't wait to see that play out like if i can see the seam you know where it was missing mm-hmm and I totally fucking did, like, not long after that. Um, I went to this, I was doing this mission, and I had to, like, reactivate this radio tower. So, kind of general affair, like, walk in, take the people out, fix the thing, hit the button, turn on the radio tower. And I did that, and then, like, a cutscene happens, and it's this woman behind me, and she's got a gun pointed at me. And she's like, hands up, or whatever, and he, uh, Deacon, Deacon St. John, your fucking manly man. Ooh, that's uh, a good name. It's a pretty good name for a, for a fucking biker gang, dude. It's not bad. Uh, so he's like, you know, if you had any bullets, I'd be dead right now. So she lowers her gun and he's like, I don't, it's part of my code not to kill women if I can help it. And then she's like, okay. And then she walks off and like, it was just the most fucking random encounter. And I can only imagine that there had to be some sort of choice there and to kill her or not kill her yeah. and would have had some sort of effect. But otherwise without like that choice, it just seemed like the weirdest, like, yeah, that's super weird. Why not just cut the whole scene? Yeah, because it was useless. Like, it doesn't play into the story. The only thing that happened was, like, after that, you've, you've got a buddy named Boozer, who's, like, your your crony from the biker gang. And uh, he got hurt recently, so he's, like, hanging out at this watchtower, which is, like, a safe area while he, like, recuperates. And you call him, and you're like, dude, just got stuck up by some woman who didn't have any bullets. I just told her to scram. And Boozer's like, cool. All right, man, you know that code's going to get you killed one of these days, though, right? <laughs> like, you should probably just start taking people out. And, like, that was it. Like, it was a little bit of characterization of Deacon and, like, oh, he's got this code. Like, he, you know, tries not to hurt the innocent yeah. or whatever. Like, cool, I guess, but... And then I assume it's not mentioned at all the rest of the game. No, no, like, like not that particular thing, anyway. Um, he, The whole code of his is a big thing, like, throughout so far. I'm, oh, okay. I'm only a few hours in at this point, but... Overall, the game, let's talk about the game itself, the, pl- the gameplay. It definitely feels like The Last of Us meets um, Far Cry. So, you know, it's got... In a good way of, or in a bad way? Because those... You know... It could go either way. In a way that I kind of like, um, it basically just feels like there is a checklist of, like, what you need in the open world game or the open world genre, and they wanted to mm-hmm. hit all those boxes. Um, here's your crafting, here's your safe house, you know, all this other sort of shit. Uh, but it, it kind of works, and it... It gets me into like the feeling of the game. So the initial like press for this game or like the reveal, let's, you know, the reveal in 2016 showed a World War Z style horde of zombies running at you, right? Mm -hmm. So that that sort of stuff. And they just kept like showing things like that. It kind of made you think that this was going to be like this bombastic action game, which it isn't. This is very much a like stealth game. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And and I like that. I know that there are people who don't. Matt, I'm assuming, being one of them, since he always is like, <laughs> fuck Sekiro, because it's stealthy. Um, but but there are definitely the a lot of people... The only stealth game I've enjoyed was fucking, like, Deus Ex or some shit, so, yeah. yeah. I'll probably stay away from this one. Yeah, so there are a lot of people who aren't going to like that, especially given that the press has been like, look at all these zombies, and look at you killing all these zombies. It, it is in, like, The Last of Us vein where you can fight them, you can shoot them. It has, like, the same kind of clunky, kind of inaccurate style shooting that Last of Us had. Um, and, like, melee combat that's a little reminiscent of that as well. But it also, like, uh, Last of Us, in you have to you have to be measured in your approach. You have to 
survey the area and try to take things out as quietly as possible or else you're totally going to get yourself fucked. And I like that. Like, I like the strategy of that. I like the playing of that. Like, some of the open world trappings kind of land into that in a way that I like, which... You're just making me want to play fucking Zero Dawn again. That's everything I've seen about this has just been like, I just want to go play Zero Dawn because this just reminds me of it. Yeah, I, I think I've heard like a lot of other people kind of mention that as well. Uh, as somebody who didn't really like Zero Dawn for whatever reason, I think mostly because I was just running out of ammo and arrows all the time. Um, this just has like this different feel to it. It's really, it's really hard to explain. Uh, I guess, you know, if you played the Mad Max game, which was kind of cool, like again, cooler than it should have been, given that it was like a Mad Max open world game. Uh, that game just had like this feel. It had just had this like pseudo budget aesthetic and and just like feel to it. Uh, this kind of has that. For a first party Sony game, it shouldn't have that, but it does, and I think it kind of works. the hmm. The coolest thing and the last thing I'll say about it is it does this really interesting thing with the story, and that there's a like storyline menu. And it shows you all the branching, like, or not like branching, but it shows you all the different, like, missions you have. Like, oh, I need to get Boozer uh, up to speed. He needs to heal. I ne- we need to get our bikes fixed so we can head north. And every time you, like, complete a mission or, like, a side activity, it pops up and it's like, okay, you're now 50% complete on this one, 60% complete on this one. You opened up this new one over here. And just, like, all these missions kind of tie into each other. Or not always, but, like, they can tie into each other where doing one mission will complete two separate things you know and that's not always Mm -hmm. how these games have gone and i think that's pretty cool like i think it works in an interesting way that not many other games have done if that makes sense that is kind of cool yeah yeah that's nifty uh so like i said it's still pretty early i'm enjoying it so far i do not feel like i've wasted my money at this point i see people's gripes with it and that it's kind of generic open worldy but those trappings of like that story the riding around the bike is super fun like it just it feels good it feels like kind of a loose Mm -hmm. chopper but you know you're in Oregon and sometimes it's raining and you can just like drift around corners and feel super cool about it. Um, nice. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'm liking it so far. We'll see how it is going forward. Sick. The uh, last thing how I did it, uh, what, yep. What did it uh, score? Because you drafted it, right? Oh, I haven't looked yet. I was kind of trying to give it time to breathe. Um, <laughs> I did draft when it. When did it release? Uh, on Friday. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so we'll do a quick check here. Days Gone currently has a 72, which Not I bad. guess by a lot of Time metrics is like bad, even though that's like a C. Uh, yeah. Even better than that, I guess, I, if you take it out of a zero. Um, I would say that I'd probably give it like an eight if I were to give it out of a 10 so far. Mm-hmm. Eight. Yeah. Um, that's respectable score. Yeah. It's not, it's not bad, especially because people were like shitting on it pre release. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say that while Deacon has this like he's got some personality to him and and these he's got some characterization it still is like this parody of a biker um in a way that just Mm. seems a little weird he also (laughs) he also talks to himself a lot in the open world you know because you have to have like ancillary dialogue and he's just like a bumbling idiot most of the time he's always just like what the hell am i doing like he's picking up shit and he's like what the fuck am i doing here and like oh i gotta get this and get out of here like he's just like so paranoid and like the complete opposite of how he is in cutscenes. it's it's a little strange (laughs) so far from perfect is what i'm trying to say Uh, last thing i played is mortal kombat 11 i don't have too much to say about it because i'm not like this mortal kombat pro or anything um i think it's cool I think it's beautiful. I think they're doing fucking bananas shit with the story, which involves 
time travel and Johnny Cage fighting the younger version of himself and all this other weird shit. And the <laughs> the customization aspect of this is fucking wild, dude. There's so many different options. You can literally take a Scorpion and you can swap out like three of his moves. So, you know, you can have these other moves that you would not normally have in a regular Scorpion or you can tailor mm-hmm. it to your style. Um, I definitely am one of those people who's bad at like remembering uh, special moves. So I took Johnny Cage and I gave him all back forward moves so I can always throw a special whenever the hell I want to. <laughs> uh, whether they're the best special for the situation, uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> and they also brought back the crypt, which is now in like a third person thing. So you're like running around um, Shang Tsung's island, like opening these chests and getting their unlockables, you know, the fatalities and cosmetics huh. and shit. It's kind of neat. Like it's kind of a neat presentation for that thing. Uh, I have one big gripe with it. I just want to, I just want to throw this out here and then we'll be done with the Mortal Kombat talk, at least for, you know, this week. You didn't get it on switch. And so you can't play it while you poop. No, that game, <laughs> that game looks fucking rough on switch, dude. Oh God. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> I saw that. Um, okay. So Mortal Kombat, everybody knows Scorpion. Everybody knows the phrase get over here. Right. And everybody knows what happens when get over here is uttered. Scorpion throws a spear at somebody, it sticks him, he drags him over, and then they stand there stunned for a second. I think we can all agree on that. Mm-hmm. This game made a small but very key change to that. Hmm. For the normal spear throw, Scorpion, get over here, pulls him over, pulls them past him, and he slices them down with a sword. What? So it's like a throw. You know, he pulls him in, he pulls him past him, and he slices him in the back, and they fall to the ground. So it is no longer the same mechanic that it used to be but if you use the like ex version of the move he pulls him in and he elbows him in the face and then they're stunned for a second so you you can do the same type of move you just have to burn your offensive meter to do it weird not a huge fan of that i know that's like the small thing but like it kind of just changes a lot about scorpion he, he sucks. He's a pussy now. That's so, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> can, can you hit him with the spear, do the throw thing where you slice him, and then do the teleporty kick, punch, whatever the hell it is behind um, him? In the back. I care yeah. About. yeah. I, I don't think so, because when you slice them in the oh, back, they fall. Sucks. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know if the timing is conducive to being able to do that, but I don't mm, think so. Mm, mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I did. Cool. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just letting the silence ride for as long as I possibly can. It's fine. It's gonna and get cut out anyway. Like counting down how long it'll take for someone to say something. You know, like a real talk. I've actually just stopped caring about the silences because I just hit this button and it just takes it all out. So, <laughs> if you need time to talk, you take the time to talk. Cool. Anyway, Jacob, what's going? What should you do? What's going on? Yeah, I was gonna say. Does that does that mean that you? can hit the button while I'm bumbling like an idiot high out of my mind talking about Game of Thrones and then, you know, I don't have to feel like an ass for just going on and on about nothing for five minutes yeah, incoherently. Uh, well, he I could, just, but like, we enjoy that. If you want, but uh, <laughs> it's just gonna it's gonna make the spaces oh, no, in between care. less. See? Okay, gotcha. Anyway, not um, Game of Thrones. Tell me about the other shit. Yeah, I just watched a few things. Uh, first things first, Attack on Titan just started again. I think Yesterday or the day before, I watched it last night as I was like going to bed. So uh, that's pretty hype. They're finally back in Aaron Yeager's like hometown, where supposedly the mystery of the Titans is. Uh, so shit's about to pop off. That's going to be pretty dope. With, with the basement? 
Is this yeah. taking this this long to get to the fucking basement again? Fuck. <laughs> a lot of shit's happened. Okay. <laughs> Oats. I need to catch oh. up. <laughs> you do. This last yeah, season was one. This last season was really good. Um, I'm not a whole lot of Titans, as weird as that sounds for Attack on Titan, but it's a lot of like human versus human conflict, which is uh super cool. Yeah. Um, and I watched uh, a Tale of Two Sisters, which had I'd been trying to find online for a while um and then they had it on shutter so that was cool um it's uh, it's what movies nuts oh yeah fucking love yeah, that movie it there was halfway through when i realized like i mean this movie is old i can just say it right just say it like yeah yeah that the that the other sister's dead um mm-hmm. i re- remember the spin the spin the scene specifically it's when the they're like sitting outside talking and the dad comes out to talk to the daughters and they frame it so it's just the dad talking to one of the daughters. And I was like, oh, that's weird that they frame the shot like that. Like, it's really tight on them. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I'm a fool. And the whole movie <laughs> became something completely different from that point on. Yeah, I mean, that's the point, though. Like, they wanted to fuck you in the brain. And mm-hmm. they got me. I, was, I yeah. think I watched that, like, right after yeah, I watched... And- um, what was that Ger- German one? Good Night Mommy. Is that the one? Yes. Yep. It's like I watched the same that on premise. your recommendation also. Yeah, I watched this one after that one, and for some reason I still didn't catch it. <laughs> it's like the same thing, and I still didn't catch it. I mean, it's like the same thing, but isn't there also a ghost? So it's not it's not completely that the other was sister's just crazy. Yeah, because the stepmom like sees sees like gets killed by her i thought or something like that i was i am currently very high and also was very high <laughs> when i watched the movie so i might don't remember not be them the super clearly i just remember them being similar and i i didn't catch it yeah but yeah, that was cool super fucking good um i also watched the house that jack built which i wish trace was here um because i think he'd really like this movie it that is was also crazy yeah you have seen it yeah i watched it not that okay long cool ago. it it's i mean it the perfect portrayal of a serial killer really from his his first kill to him escalating and shit like that and then on top of that you know you just assume he is narrating over it but then the ending when his literal descent into hell um yeah it was fucking wild it who's, was fucking who's the guy that matt, matt dillon matt um, dillon yeah that that's a large and yeah movies are always fucking wild um yeah i I was not prepared for that movie and it, it really did get you into like his mind. Like it totally felt like it was this, uh, like true crime documentary about a serial killer and it was fucking, it was good. It was good. Yeah. Leaving it at it. It was good. It's, it's yeah. I, I, it was very good. I was, I don't even, I'm done. I'm not even going to try to talk. Yeah. Watch it. It's good. Surprising and good. And you should watch it. I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, I watched the ending of Shazam while I was at work. Can oh, we talk about yes. that? Has it been out long enough that we can kind of talk about it a little more openly? Um, because I, I got I think there. So. Does I got there. Care if we not in the slightest. <laughs> okay, cool. Nah. Um, I don't remember exactly when I got in, but I got there before they are at the carnival okay. or the hot. The I almost said Halloween, but the the Christmas thing. Uh, and you know Billy's fighting the main bad guy. I don't know what his name is, but um. Yeah, I you know, beating the shit out of him. Salamander or something, I don't remember. With his family, and then, you know, the main guy, the main bad guy wants Shazam's powers, because that's what every bad guy wants. Yeah. Uh, and then Billy realizes that he can bestow his power onto other people, 
gives it to the other fucking kids and they all turn into superheroes and just kick ass. It was that fucking Shazam rad. Lee, dude. Yeah. It was so good. Um, yeah, so that was super fucking cool. Yeah, anyway, I mean, obviously because the whole story is about <laughs> Billy Batson and him trying to find his family and then he realizes that like, oh, inherent in Shazam, your family is also gifted the powers and then he finally accepts his family and it's just, it's a fucking cool ass moment. And all of yeah. the, all of the adult actors play the, the like kid version of themselves fucking perfectly. <laughs> it's so fucking oh, my, good. My only gripe with the movie, which might actually be <laughs> a good thing, is Zachary Levi's, whenever he tries to look intimidating, it looks like a 15 year old trying to look intimidating. So I don't know it's if it's perfect. intentional or if he like just doesn't have a good, good like snarly, like angry face. Um, so it was either ingenious or, you know, yeah, it's either great we'll, acting we'll or good casting. It's one of the two. Like yeah. 100%. It's fucking great. He pulled off that kid in an adult's body fucking perfectly in that movie. 10 out of and 10. That, that kid, that kid from it, uh, is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Every scene that he was in, I was cracking up. In the in the beginning when they first meet and he's talking about how it's all Game of Thronesy in the house. I know you didn't see this, but <laughs> it was pretty fucking. It was like a good moment to to get into that character. Um, so you saw like the end end, like you stayed yes. to the end where where Superman shows up and everybody freaks yes. out. Yes, <laughs> so uh-huh. fucking cool. Superman oh, from man. the neck down. Yeah, I th- I think that that was actually um, Cavill. Cavill. Really? Yeah, yeah. They just wanted to show him from the neck down because it would be funnier, and it totally was. I would know those pecs anywhere. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> oh I've I've stared at those pecs. Uh, did you watch I've... the end credits thing? No, I didn't stay for the credits because that's when people started getting up out of their seats. I was like, oh, I shouldn't stand in this hallway for you know, look like I've been standing in this hallway for the last forty-five minutes. Yeah, I, that's that's a, a good um, a good reason <laughs> to walk out, dude. It's fucking yeah. nuts, like. I, I love this because DC is going off this fucking deep end that I wish more comic book movies would. And I can't for the life of me remember the, the villain's name, but essentially he's a super smart caterpillar. What? Okay. Caterpillar? Yes. He's like, ah, it's hard to explain. Anyway, super smart fucking <laughs> caterpillar is going to be the villain of Shazam 2 should it happen by the grace of the gods. Huh. It's fucking wild, dude. The fact that they took this chance and, and like went through with it and... It's fucking nuts. Like, if for nothing else, I'm super excited for that sequel because who else would do that? Who would do that? Who would have the balls yeah. to do that? Nobody. I w- Marvel would. I will say, I, I liked the, the last half hour of that movie so much, I'm planning to go watch the entire movie sometime when I like have a random day off. And I... <laughs> Normally, if I watch a majority of a movie at work, I'm just like, oh, fuck, I've, I've seen most of it. But that one was good enough for me to actually want to go back and see the entire thing. Yeah, you should. Like Hellboy, I've seen probably like 85% of Hellboy at this point, which, by the way, was really good. Uh, but I don't, I feel like, you know, I don't need the other <laughs> The other 15%. 15%. Yeah. That I movie, forgot that was even out. Shit. That movie is getting <laughs> fucking it. killed, man. It, it is, is a 14 on Rotten Tomato. It's, it's not that bad at all. I, I don't great. believe that it is, but I just think it's fucking hilarious that that movie is getting slaughtered. There's a Compared lot of practical effects in it. Toro, how is it? I, I still thought it was good. I, don't, I haven't read a lot of Hellboy, so I don't really have any reference there, like, story-wise. Story um, but Ian McShane as Hellboy's dad, he's fucking fantastic. Um, I mean, even the, <laughs> I, the guy that plays Hellboy kind of sounds like he's talking with a giant facial prosthetic on, which is kind of annoying, but it's also like he, he can't not do that because he is wearing a giant facial <laughs> yeah. prosthetic. 
Um, that it, it took me until that, last week to realize that that's David Harbor. That's the fucking guy uh-huh. from Stranger yeah. Things. Like I did yep. not know that. Anyway, you were saying. Yeah. Oh no, that it it's full of practical effects, which I fucking love, and they look grotesque and badass, and you know exactly what you want out of a a Hellboy movie. Plenty of blood and viscera. Yeah, it seems like they really wanted to go into the mature Hellboy aspect of it, you know, given the marketing and shit. So, yeah, I'll give it a shot. I just all right now. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily like go. You got to go see it in the theater, but it's it's worth a watch. Yeah, good popcorn flick. Yeah, cool. Bring the popcorn. All right, Matt, what'd you do? I did some things. Hold on a sec. I gotta <laughs> stop right. playing the thing so I can concentrate. Okay. Um, so I downloaded. Well, to start off with, I saw this thing. I saw a couple articles about it. It was a guy that has gone through and basically done a curated curated set of about 250 mods for Skyrim. But he and his team put together an automated installer for it, and they put it on Patreon. So you had to pay five bucks to get it. And people were throwing a massive hissy fit about it. Well, even sure. though the, uh, like you can do it manually. Like you can still go through the program manually and it would work just fine. You just got to click every once. So the automated, you got to pay for it. So I was like, fuck it. I want to see what this shit does. So I downloaded Skyrim, downloaded the thing, paid the five bucks for the one month of Patreon. And it took about three hours, but it literally went through, downloaded every single fucking mod on the list, most of which I had never even heard before, and installed it. And there's only a couple of things I had to fuck around with to, to get it running. So it's the most stable Skyrim. This is old rim, so it's it's the old Skyrim, not the special edition. It's the most stable thing I have ever seen in the last six, seven years of playing a modded Skyrim. It's ridiculous. But the best thing about it is the reason it's had me fucking hooked for the last two and a half weeks is it is a complete fucking role-playing overhaul. Like, most of my mods in Skyrim, when I did it myself, were just, like, geared more towards hardcore survival kind of deal. Like, take more damage, you know, we gotta bundle up, hunt, that kind of shit. So, all that's in this, but there's so much other shit. Like, it's ridiculous. So, I made a mage. I was like, okay, I'm going to do like a conjurer, you know, necromancer kind of deal. Maybe some destruction magic's thrown in there. And that's what I did last week. And I was fucking just fucking around. Like, it's the skills level up a little slower. So then I see this research journal dealio. So I open that up. And it's like, oh, yeah, if you want to play the fucking wizard stuck in a tower, you can do that. You'll just research your shit. You'll get your skills. So... I sat there for about two hours just reading books, writing spells, creating shit, and at the end of it, I was like 30 levels higher in my conjuration, so I was like, that's fucking badass. <laughs> like, that is like legit fucking roleplay shit. I was amazed. Yeah, and, that's super cool. And so then you get to the, I got to the end of the Mage's Guild questline, I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, because you do not have to do the main quest, which is amazing. Like, you can have it not even start at all. You don't have to see a single fucking dragon if you don't want to. So... I was like, okay, I'm just going to do a mage character. I'm going to get to the end of the mage quest to see what's going on. Because they it, they made it more like a Harry Potter kind of deal. It's like a whole academy and they redid the whole thing. It's amazing. So I get to the end of the quest. You got to go into Labyrinthian, which is one of the bigger dungeons in the game. And on normal Skyrim, it's hard. On this, it was nearly fucking impossible. Like, I had to restart it a good three or four times because I was like, I need more shit. I need higher level spells. So I ended up going in there with all the Master Destruction level spells, all the Master Conjuration spells. Hmm. And the first fight, like the first room you get to, the first encounter, is this big-ass bone dragon. And usually, you know, you fight the dragon, you fight a couple Draugr, you're good to go. This spawned like 30 Draugr, the bone dragon, which is an absolute bitch, and about five dragon priests who were summoning fucking fire fire things right Damn. and 
it was just when I finally beat it, it was just like ten minutes of constant heavy fireballs going off. There's insane amounts of shit happening on screen that I beat. I was like, okay, great. That was hard as fuck. The rest of this is gonna be easy. Most of the dungeon, okay, you know, slap some guys around, kill them. Get to the end. Took me two hours of fighting this jackass at the end of the fight, at the end of the dungeon, to beat it. And he would, like, regen his health as fast as I can take it down, unless I was using flame. I had to summon, like, my highest level Dramora, and they would kind of do some damage. Then he'd do some shit and kill them. Then his health would go back, and it just took me for fucking ever to do. And it was pain in the ass. But it was, like, Dark Souls level of rush when I fucking beat the damn thing. So... It, it yeah, cool. I've uh, I've decided that I'm gonna build a PC soon, um, and I think I'm most excited about playing modded Skyrim on it um, <laughs> over like new games. I just want to play a beautiful Skyrim again. Get this, you won't be disappointed. I think right now I'm playing this badass orc berserker, and it's so much fucking fun. I've never played an orc, never done dual wield like a whole lot like focused on it mm. and it's just there's so much shit like the stories that are coming out of this are so much better than what it was previously that it yeah. it's had me hooked for two and a half weeks i haven't touched any other fucking game well i i did i did i'll get to that in a minute but <laughs> i just went back to this after that but it, it's insane i love it recommend it go fucking do it it's amazing and then um i played a little bit of paradox's newest grand strategy imperator rome which i was super fucking excited war and it sucks it's bad that's like, what i heard like i was looking at crusader kings 2 which i know has had several years of dlc and updates and shit like that but even so like the base game was like it's readable you know where your information is you know what you know you can figure shit out with this i have to go through 20 fucking menus to find like when somebody declares war on me <laughs> and it's just fucking insane and the enemy ai is stupidest thing you'll ever see like i'll have a stack of twenty thousand guys right they have like three armies with 5k guys that can easily flank this go around do some raiding or whatnot no all of them go and attack the 20k and get annihilated one at a time <laughs> no matter what happens they go for the death stack and it's i don't know I'm, I'll, I'll give it a shot in like another two years when they've had some chances to update sure. it, so that, that's unfortunate i like paradox's stuff yeah i was excited but yeah it is what it is. Um, I also watched, um, fuck, Santa Clarita Diet. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah we haven't talked about that yet. fucking shows on Netflix. Ever. Yeah, and it's a fucking travesty that they're canceling news. it. <laughs> <laughs> right? I haven't finished season three, so I can't go there. But Nathan Fillion's character kills me. Like, flat <laughs> out, when they dug his fucking head up, I was on the floor laughing my ass off. As with I, all Nathan it's, Fillion it's characters. The show is <laughs> fucking phenomenal. Like, acting, like, Timothy Oliphant carries that fucking show. Like, I never knew that. Oh, yeah. That fucking funny. I think I've seen two seasons, I think. How many are up? There are three. three. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I've seen two. I'll have to check out the third one. Is it good? The third one? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Third, I've got like four or five episodes into it. It's the best it's been. It's like everybody's finally hitting a stride with their characters, kind of. Right. Because the whole thing takes place over like two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it's good. Fucking love it. Pissed that it's canceled. And then um, I also started Gotham. I haven't finished the last episode yet, so I haven't gotten to the oh, okay. Joker. But it is, it is the end of Gotham, so stoked for that. I'm in the middle of season two. Excellent. It gets yeah. good. I'm, I like it. I, I even like the first How many season. seasons are there altogether? Four, five? five I oh, want to okay. say That's this is bad. five. Yeah, it's, it's not like yeah. crazy. No. 
Each well, each season has like twenty episodes. Like it is, it is an old style. Can't believe mm-hmm. I'm saying that old style TV show. Yeah, I get that feeling too. Mm-hmm. Interested to see what they hey. do to wrap that up. Yeah, me too. And I don't even watch the show. <laughs> oh, I will let you know next week. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I did. Okay. That's Anything what about what we do in the shadows? Oh shit! Yeah, I watched the first two episodes of that. It's Woo-hoo. like the movie. It's fantastic. Is it as good as the movie? So if you like the movie, that. you are going to show. Like, there's some shit in there. There, there, there's a gag about creepy paper. Okay. fucking stitches all right like i don't think it was in the trailer but when it started it lasted the whole fucking first episode and i was dying every time because it was just i don't know it's weird but it was funny as fuck so um, yeah it's good so i forgot that they weren't having the same characters in it and then yeah i watched that episode and i was like dude they better not fucking let me down and first of all uh what's the the one guy the married vampire he was in it crew uh, yeah, exactly. Crowd. Dude, yeah. so fucking funny, that guy. I love that guy. Is it the black guy? No. No, it's it's the boss from IT. Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, dude, he's so good. And then uh, Nandor's pretty awesome. Guillermo, oh my god. Yeah, no, they just have... <laughs> They just have a really good crew on this one, and the the inclusion of the energy vampire. Oh my god! Oh, so good. <laughs> like I know some of those. I didn't know that they were their own kind of thing, but yeah, I know some energy vampires. Crazy. Sometimes we'll just talk your head off. Other times we'll just bore you. I, I don't know. But it's some of them going around the office talking to random people. Somebody will walk by. Hey, John. So That's you great. said you're on episode two? Yeah, there's like so, five okay. out right now. So yeah, so there's... I had a little run-in with Johnny Law when I was... <laughs> <laughs> there's uh, an episode where they introduce another uh, character in that whole that vein, the uh, energy vampire. It's pretty funny. My God. I love it. That show's good. I've got them all DVR'd. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'll check that out soon. Yeah, you should. I don't know sure. why I'm waiting. No, no, no. Well, mostly Gotham. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, really liking reason. it, so I'm I'm wanting to catch up as soon as possible. Uh, Lyle, you got anything? Yeah, kind of. Uh, I've been playing kind of the same old stuff. D three just uh, season sixteen is ending. I squeaked in the uh, the win there and got through all the objectives that I needed to do for season sixteen of Diablo three. Right on. Yeah, I got some butterfly wings. Cool, I guess. <laughs> when does 17 start? 17 starts May 17th, I think. Okay, perfect. Perfect timing. That's about right. Um, and I stopped playing Division. I haven't been playing Division. I don't know. I did download the Phoenix Wright trilogy, but I haven't played it yet. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's, yeah, it's going to be good. Oh, uh, excited about that. But then I basically just watched stuff. I did uh, Endgame, which I didn't think I was going to have uh, funds to do, but I did. Um. I finally caught up on a couple of movies I've been wanting to see. I forced Jalen to watch Unbreakable. She was like, oh, that was pretty cool. And then I was like, hey, you should watch the second one with me. And she's like, no, that sounds horrible. I'm not going to do that. Um, Which is a good thing because then when I actually watched it, I was like, oh, I didn't want to watch this with her. That'd be so uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I watched Glass. So that was cool. Do you like glass? I do like glass. Uh, I think, I think that in a way it's perfect. Like, so if every other superhero movie had this origin story or like (laughs) this, like in depth level of origin story, I would be so stoked. But the, the fact that it's not going to go anywhere, probably like that's even better to me. I don't know. Yeah. No, no, it's 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 so cool. It's like, 
No, no, no. But it's like a perfect origin story, and then they don't even need to have anything afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'll just imagine the next time I'm watching a superhero movie, I'll that's be like, just called oh, a perfect yeah, story, Lyle. But it, it, well, no, no, no. But okay, have you seen it? No. Oh, okay, I saw. I, mean, I saw. I saw the end. Yeah, it's just straight up like. Anyway. Yeah, it's good. It's 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 fun. It's fun. It's it makes you or it brings up a lot of like interesting points, and it it's fucking beautifully shot. And the, and the, Sh- the Shyamalan twist though, wasn't bad. It reminds you that even though Sam Jackson's in everything, he is good. He's good. He's real good. It was, it was uh, a very but, schlocky <laughs> movie, so I see why people didn't like it, but I fucking love that movie. Yeah, I'm going to sure. cut in real quick and just say that I got a blast. I'm going to go watch Endgame. Yeah. So, all right, buddy. Enjoy, dude. Yeah. Bye. Later. Get it in because we got to talk about it. <laughs> uh-huh. And then I also watched Creed 2. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's I love thing. Rocky movies. Every time I watch a Rocky movie, I'm like, you know what? It's time for me to start training. Training for what? I don't know. But, <laughs> but I, I get that inclination, you know? And this time watching it, I was like, I I was more into the the backstory, like the stuff that was going on behind the scenes. Like he's having a baby and then uh, there's like the strife between him and Rocky. And then Rocky's got his shit going on with his kid where he's like, I need to... I need to finally man up and and just go talk to him, whatever. Like all of that stuff I found to be way more exciting than the actual like Creed Jr. fucking Drago Jr. Yeah, the, the, like fighting stuff in that one was like in the background-ish and a, a cool yeah. thing, I thought. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. So I'm not disappointed with the movie overall or anything like that. I actually kind of like that. Uh, you, I think I just have enough though. Like I, I think I have enough Rocky now. Mm-hmm. I think we're. Yeah. I think I'm good on Rocky now. I actually would have been fine if they stopped at Creed because uh, I yeah. thought that movie was fucking great, damn near perfect, uh-huh. and, and I didn't need more. But I didn't think that this was bad by any stretch of the imagination. No, it was fine. I enjoyed it, but I think I'm good now. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys can stop now. Okay. They won't. They, but I see why you say well, that. Well, yeah, but I gave him permission, so <laughs> yeah, fine. Cool. I'll let him know. um what else did i watch i just watched something else Hmm. nope that's it the conundrum (laughs) we're gonna go ahead and say in game creed 2 glass and what we do in the shadows that's what i had and there was your recap um i don't know if trace is around to talk about hellier which he finally watched what's hellier i don't know man i watched like 15 minutes of that as did I. And I was done. <laughs> I, was <so> done. <laughs> I don't know why Jacob keeps talking about this show, but um. Anyway, Trace isn't here. <laughs> Is it that bad? It was real cringy. I didn't find much redemption in it. I would say it was the main it. guy that was just really annoying the shit out of me. I don't know. It almost seemed like it was more of a parody that was just failing yeah. real hard oh absolutely uh and and failing miserably yeah yeah uh lyle i think you would appreciate this you always watch like bad horror stuff and laugh about it with me so uh yeah the, the first season's free just go to hellier.tv and and you should totally watch like the first episode at least <laughs> okay yeah uh but i think that's it for us you know what i have this uh, reputation i don't know if you know but i'll probably end up watching it and being like oh this is fucking great what are you guys talking about yeah maybe <laughs> that would be a refreshing take actually uh because yeah. we now outnumber jacob in the uh hate it to love it category right right uh but yeah i think that's it for our show this week uh today not this week uh i think we're definitely planning on talking in individual episodes about endgame uh, i would really like to talk about that game of thrones episode i know we said we wanted to wait but i think there's worth in saying some things one. about this one 
Um, Ooh, it turned out wait. turned out in some ways. I don't know. I also really want to talk about because I'm gonna turn you out in some ways, dude. I don't want to Kinky. say anything more. I don't want to say anything more about <laughs> it. But thank you. I hope you do that to me. And Whoa. <laughs> I would like to talk about the similarities and differences between the two, but maybe that one can wait. But anyway, y- yeah, I was just gonna say, uh, take your reward, get the fuck out. Oh, it's too soon for that though. But I was gonna say, go follow us on Instagram and shit, Twitter. And then take your reward and get the fuck out. That's Game Quest Log on all of those platforms. <laughs> Come say hi. Find us on Facebook. We love talking to you. We got a Discord. It's all in the description. I'm just gonna put what Lyle said here at the end. See you next Quest week. Quest Log dot. Take your reward and get the fuck out. <laughs>